Hey, it's ad time. Welcome to the ads. Here we are. Uh, so we'll start off with the same old, same old. <laughs> show is brought to you by sameoldtraviscrutcher.com and sameoldteamhopelifters.com. <laughs> Those are our respective spaces on the interwebs on mine. You can hire me to be a coach. You can hire me to come speak. You can find out more awesome things about this podcast. You can even find, sign up for a newsletter about this podcast where you'll receive bonus content that is not <laughs> really how the show usually goes, but it's good stuff, and right. you'll laugh at least. Sound check segments. It's also brought to you by... TeamHopeLifters.com. You can come get your fitness on with me. You can get your nutrition in check. You can just have some great accountability, and the focus is always on keeping your hopes lifted and your squats low. All right, now on to amazing sponsors that yes, aren't us. Indeed. We've got a few. Uh, let's start with Great White Oak Media. Amazing. That is our boy, Jay <laughs> Williams. Um, he is, I've coined a phrase for him. Yes. Because he talked about after he left the military, he was no longer going to destroy, mm-hmm. right? He's going to create, and his right. camera is his new weapon. Yes. So I'm going to call that his WMP, Ooh. weapon of mass production. Mass production. Yeah, I did it. I like it. Uh, so if you haven't checked out Jay, check him out. He's on Instagram. He's on Facebook and greatwhiteoakmedia.com. He's an amazing photographer. Be sure to check him out and hire him for your next gig. Yes. Also brought to you by EPS. Just the most crazy and creative, innovative group out there. Yeah, it's I call <laughs> them the Tesla of the sky. Yeah. Um, and again, if you guys don't buy that domain name soon, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> but they're amazing. And when you go to their website, you're going to see all this, this aviation technology they've got going, these massive powertrain systems that are just cutting edge, but they're also building, they're taking a step further in building electric aircraft. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, it's Jetsons level stuff. I, I you know, I've talked to a few of the people in the company, and I, I'm hoping that they can integrate the sound. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it here, but you know the sound. <laughs> the Jetsons car sound. Uh, see if you guys can make that happen, or at least have a drop for me, something we can make it happen. Also, they're going to have a podcast coming out soon. Very exciting. Welcome to the podcast, family. It is very exciting, and I can tell you, I got to see the cover art today. Ooh. A little teaser of it. A little it. sneak peek. It is fabulous. Oh, that's it great. It is fabulous. <laughs> um, so it's supposed to drop mid to late April, and when it does, I'll let you guys know, and I'll add the link here. Awesome. So stay tuned. Yes, definitely. And finally, we are now sponsored by one of my favorite tools on the planet. This is no joke. Mm-hmm. Popple. One of the coolest piece of technology ever. It is amazing. And I, <laughs> this is not, you know, this is inscripted. They didn't give me copy to read. This is just right. me talking about how much I love this stinking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a digital business card, but it's so much more. It's not just like your contact info. You All your links right. you can share with someone. And it's like as simple as them scanning the back of your phone or a QR code. Right. Um, I love it. Right. I use it all the freaking time. Yeah, and when you scan it and the person opens that link, it cr- pops up with this beautiful picture of all your links, whatever right. you know, photography that you've had done. It's really, it's really amazing. Very clean, very professional, yes. very customizable. So if you guys are in the market for a digital business card or just an amazing business tool, check out Popple. I'm going to put a link in the description of this, but if you guys go there and you're looking to make a purchase, use the promo code above average podcast to save 20%. Ooh. Those are the ads. Those are the champions that are on the show, <laughs> and we love them very much. And on with the show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Discovery. Going throttle up. Tranquility base 
Hey, here we go. Here we are. We are on the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to it. All right, so, <laughs> I don't know. Today, today's topic is fun. Today's topic <laughs> actually has its roots, mm-hmm. right? In a, roots. In a conversation I was having with a client, this this particular client is fabulous. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not supposed to have favorites, but that's why I'm not saying names. So the rest of them are like, hey, what the fuck, dude? Um, <laughs> I don't even give the gender. We'll just say there you go. one of my favorite clients. One of the favorites. But they'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so I was having a conversation. We were in the middle of the session, and I said something. I can't remember exactly what it was in this particular instance, but they grab their notepad, and they write it down. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, this is, this is my page of things you say. I'm like, page of things I say. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I have a whole page <laughs> on these little things that, that come out of your mouth. And I'm like, all right, that's cool as long as, you know, right. <laughs> keep it just short of Buffalo Bill. And we're good, right? right. <laughs> um, but so I was like, well, what else is on there? And this person said, oh, well, he referenced the show that Mitch and I just did a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. the personal branding one. Right. And they said they'd listen to this particular show four times. I'm it's like, that good, though. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Um but so they also said that there was a particular spot at the end when Mitch was telling a story about Mel mm-hmm. and uh, she had gotten cookies right. for the workers that were putting fiber in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And and on that show, and I did not remember saying this, <laughs> but apparently, and I went back and listened, he's right. I said, yeah, everyone speaks cookie. <laughs> and so in his notepad, he's got everyone speaks cookie. Yeah. I was like, okay, so for whatever reason, like I was thinking about that later and in and, and the conversation, I was like, yeah, well... Cookies are the M4 of peacetime. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. And they go, what, they is that? what does that mean? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, if you go into someone's house at 2 o'clock in the morning in Iraq, mm-hmm. we're all Arabic speakers there. But, you know, when you've got an M4 stuck in your face, you all of a sudden speak perfect English when it comes to get on the fucking ground. Right. <laughs> the language barrier completely deteriorates. <laughs> and cookies are, by and large, the same effect. <laughs> right. And right. Just a different audience. Mm-hmm. And so it got me to thinking, and you and I were talking about it, I was like, that would be a great show because really what we're talking about there is like, in the moment, two very different audiences, two very different messages. Both of them I have to get across in a way that you'll understand. Right. And so that was the genesis of this story it's or of great. the show. <laughs> but there's so much truth to it, right? Yes, there so really like, is. So like, we'll use the, the other story that prompted this whole sentence coming out of my face in the first place. Mm-hmm was a story of Mel giving the people laying fiber in their neighborhood cookies. Right. Right? Right. Had she approached them with an M4, (laughs) probably would have gotten a different result. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I would say definitely. (laughs) And so it really depends on the audience, Mm -hmm. which one of your tools you use to engage to get your message across. Right. Your audience and the situation dictate a lot of what happens next. Big time. (laughs) You know. And, you know, we'll use, we'll go back to Iraq real quick as an example. There were times where we're just walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Everything's cool in the gang. And so I'm not pointing a weapon at everybody. Right. I'm just walking right. like high-fiving people and right. handshakes and, mm-hmm. you know, everything's cool. It's only when things get dodgy <laughs> or if we're pretty confident that you're making IEDs in your house that we're going to do it the other way. Right. <laughs> You know. But but it works within the walls of your own home. I mean, when you're speaking to your spouse right. or your children, you know, if you have multiple children even – you may not approach each child with the same sort of tact. Definitely not. <laughs> because they don't receive it. If, if you're trying to explain something to them, if you're trying to send them a message, you're trying to ask right. them to do something or tell them to do something, you know, if you, if, you, if you come with 
cookies, you know, air quote cookies, <laughs> and that is what their language is, right. you're going to get a much better result. I mean, you know, we'll, we can use our children as an example yeah. of pretty much every communication style. Yes. Yes, so definitely. our oldest, mm-hmm. he's he's all dude. Yeah. Like to his little bony bones, <laughs> right. he's all dude to the yeah. point where if if I come at him with aggression, right. he gets frustrated immediately. Yes, he does. Has since he was a baby. Yeah. I mean, it does not matter what the circumstances are. He could be just completely wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Completely wrong is like recite the alphabet. Z, nope, sorry. He could be that fucking wrong. Yeah. But he's still going to come back with frustration and right. anger of his own. Right. And so for the for that instance with me, <laughs> like, because sometimes he'll make me a little aggressive. Right. <laughs> sometimes when aggression meets aggression. <laughs> and just because I win that a thousand percent of the times doesn't mean it's necessarily the right tact to take with him, particularly right. if I want to get the message across quickly and efficiently. Right. Right. <laughs> now. Spe- but here, it, the interesting thing about that is... Yours and his relationship is different than mine and his. A thousand percent. Because if he's doing something I don't want him to do or I need him to do something, I can just be like, hey, dude, do it. Right. You know, or if he's wrong about something, I can, I a lot of times can be like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and because, and I think it's because it really is that kind of like alpha wanting to be alpha bucking up right. against each other yeah it's the little silverback trying to buck the guy on the hill right like and we've seen this play out in real life before <laughs> right it doesn't work out right and so it, it's different when it's coming from mom right because i'm kind of you know i'm the gentler you know sure. more patient ish <laughs> typically <laughs> typically yeah not all depends the time. on which kid right <laughs> but it's very different like for for Maddie right who she's 10 and if you directly tell her hey knock it off it crushes her I, I will say this about Maddie though <laughs> total sidebar and I know that they all listen to bits and pieces of the yeah. show but not so much because I say bad words um <laughs> she is and I love them all, and yeah. they're all rock stars in their own right. But man, Maddie is hands down the most resilient of the four. She is. She has a strong bounce. She back. is made of granite, dude. Yep, like, she is. She she just doesn't let things fuck with her too bad. And yeah, when, and it takes a lot. Yes, a lot to really get under her skin. And yes, and she is one of those people who goes around and picks up the pieces for. Other for everybody else, and, right? And then you know, and she has a breaking point where she's like, "Okay, who's going to pick up my pieces?" Yeah. You know? But she is tough as nails and Riley, cute as a button. If I raise my voice above normal speaking, yes, it's like earth shattering, to right? Her. Yes, like that. Just so, so yeah. the whole. So anyway, we could talk. About, I mean, and Hannah, she's fucking speaks cookie, dude. Yes, big time. She <laughs> can be bribed. She will be bribed. <laughs> I was say literally. Yeah. You want her to do anything? Slide her a treat. Yep. <laughs> Trust it. She's down. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's so translatable to other people that you know. Right. In, whether it's in the workforce or, you know, just socially. It, if When you really know someone, you really know how to speak to them. Right. And and that's, that's so important in, in all spaces. Right. You know, not just people laying fiber, not just your kids, not just, you know, potential bomb makers at 2 o'clock in the morning in Baghdad. Right. You have to start applying because we just covered – it changes, right? Exactly. It's an individual-based thing. And I think where, you know, I want to go to the business side of the house mm-hmm. for a moment because that is so wildly fucking neglected there. It's, <laughs> it's almost painful to watch, you yeah. know. Having been a part of the corporate sector after retiring from the military, it was, it was fucking shocking mm-hmm. 
to see how little actual leadership was there. Right. Um, to the point where, like, you know, throughout my career, it it was an example I had seen from certain leaders and ones that I, you know, really respected. And I'll tell you what, like, we've talked about it on here before. I will never, ever have a bad thing to say about Eric Chastain. Mm-hmm. He was a fucking rock star of a squad leader. Yeah. We didn't appreciate what we had. You know, it was a weird family yeah. unit. You, right. You got to see it for, you know, a long time. <laughs> yeah. No one appreciated what they had. He didn't appreciate the talent we were bringing. We mm-hmm. didn't appreciate the leadership he was providing. But on the backside of it, yes, like he knew us. Right. He was a busy man in his own right. He had his own family and stuff going on. But yeah. he knew us. Right. And knew our spouses, knew mm-hmm. our, our, our home situations, knew who the fuck we were. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you know, as, as a subordinate, Mm-hmm. You're like, is this a double standard? What the fuck is going on here? Right. <laughs> but like, I remember there was a cat named K-Prov. You mm-hmm. remember K-Prov, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. K-Prov was an older dude. K-Prov was a fucking gangster. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm not being funny. Right. He was a Greek gangster from New York. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and was just straight thug. Right. Like, yeah. And he was an older dude. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all like early 20s. K-Prov was, I think, 32. Mm-hmm. He was older than Chastain. Right, yeah. And because of that, like he, you know, K-Prov was like two ranks below. Mm-hmm. But he never approached him like that. Right. For a lot of reasons. Like, this is a grown man mm-hmm. who's a lot of life experience outside of this. And he knew, like, you could not come at K-Prof sideways. Right. Because you'll get fucking cut, you know? <laughs> right. And so he would come to, to one of us mm-hmm. and be like, like, give us the business and knife hand our ass. And he's like, hey, K-Prof, could you whatever? <laughs> like, what is this shit? But it's because he was smart. Right. Because he knew to get the best result from the individuals, you had to talk to them as individuals. You right. couldn't go... You know, he would never speak to me the way he did some other soldiers in the section. Right, right. Because you guys had developed a relationship right. in a different way. I mean, you know, from from an outsider's perspective, like, you could be very sarcastic and very cheeky. Who, and, me? And, and, and still being, but still doing what you were supposed to do. Oh, yeah. I got and, away with the straight murder. Dude. <laughs> and he knew that about you, right. though. That there was, if, you would, if he would let your humor come out some, right. you were... Please, his punch to do whatever it was. And, and he, you know, he backed my play a lot of times when yes. it came to that because other leaders would be like, man, if I had a soldier talk to me like that. But he was like, he's, he knew right. that it wasn't serious. It wasn't no. insubordination. Right. You weren't being disrespectful. You I'm, were just trying I'm to have just some an fun. Ass, you know? right. I'm just silly. Just, just a little levity in right. what's going on. <laughs> and, you know, he gave everyone credit where credit was due. He right. backed our plays on a lot of shit like that. And he knew how to talk to us as individuals. Mm-hmm. And so when I got out of the military... I mean, that. so seeing that so young, I inculcated that into how I led. Right. At every level of leadership. And so it's not like you go from having a 10-man section mm-hmm. to a platoon to a company right. and you turn that shit off. No. And now <laughs> you've got to apply that same principality as best you possibly can to 200-plus mm-hmm. individuals. Right. And, it, and in some ways, it becomes more important and more impressive. And you make a bigger impact when... When a person who is of the 240 right. realizes that you are, you know, leading and in charge and have, you know, desires for the work that needs to get done from from everybody and they still stop and say, hey, I heard whatever was happening at home. Right. How is it going? I will, I will never, ever forget my entire life. I can tell you the exact, I mean, if we drove there, if we flew and drove to <laughs> Mosul right now, right. I could point, put an X on the ground yeah. where I was standing in motion when this fucking happened to mm-hmm. me. But it was during my first deployment, mm-hmm. and I'm walking towards the motor pool in Mosul, and the battalion commander's walking the opposite direction as we're passing, you know, greeting the day and salute him. Right. And he stops. He goes, hey, Travis, how's Jesse? 
Oh. Blew my fucking mind. Right, yeah. Because I'm a private dude. <laughs> right. And the battalion commander, one of the two people in the entire unit with the CIB who's been yeah. to the show, tab, scrolled, you name it, fucking mm-hmm. rock star. Right. Knows my first name and my wife's first name. Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. It's that's, huge. I'm one of about 800 soldiers under his command. Right. <laughs> and he knows that shit. Right. And, and the feeling that it gives you... I is, was ready to follow him to hell and back. Right, dude. exactly. I mean, there is there is a, a loyalty and a security that happens when you are willing to remember those things right. for people. And you always did that for all of your soldiers. And then even, you know, post-military after you retired, for the people that you worked with, that worked for you, always. Right. Always asking about what was happening at home. What was that, you know, sick cat. What's happening with sure. the cat? What right. you, I mean, you you are really good at that. And and it is it is a skill that people should, skill. should be working on. But it's a skill that doesn't take a whole lot of effort to get good at. Yeah. All right? Like, I, I've talked, I mean, way back when we first started the show, I mm-hmm. talked about this principle a little bit. But you, if you math it out, if you've got... A 12-person team, right? right. And in most, most corporate settings right now, that's a large team. Mm-hmm. If you've got 12 to 20 people, you're looking at maybe 10 minutes of your life during the week to learn enough about what they have going on in their world to be able to communicate with them as individuals. Right. Maybe that long a week. Mm-hmm. You have got 10 minutes. If you haven't, brother, you shouldn't be in fucking leadership. Straight up, right. you suck. <laughs> you need to revamp your schedule. I said it. Big time. Um, and then what that allows you to do is pick Cookie or M4. You know, and you can also, the other thing is the more you get to know them, mm-hmm. you know when it's time for Cookie and when it's time for M4. Right. Right? Exactly. Like, I had a cat who worked with me in the last corporate setting named Jake. Mm-hmm. And Jake, it could be a five-minute shift mm-hmm. between Cookie or M4. Right. <laughs> but I had to know him, and I had to know his eyes. Right. And that only comes from being face-to-face with right. somebody and getting Actually to know them. Actually having a conversation with someone. You can't do that shit through email. No. You can't do that shit through dissemination. No. you got to show your ass up and get right. to know these people. Exactly. Because you're never going to get the results you want unless you're able to communicate with individuals. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, you know, and that it just, you remember this. And, like, some folks who are new to the show, like, this was one of the big disenfranchisements Mm-hmm. That made me throw my fucking hands up with the corporate sector and be like, I'm not playing this bullshit game. Right. Because there was just too much broken. Yeah. Like systemically fucked. I was like, I'm one dude. Right. And this <laughs> right. is an entity that's been chugging along for a long time. Right. Well, I think the one thing too that, you know, I think bothered you a lot was there was a lot of, you know, using the M4 style of communication when it wasn't necessary. That's all they did. And, you know, Beyond that, there was there was no other communication, and right. so you would just walk away from all of the you know leaders or you know whoever you're working with, thinking everybody's just a giant jerk. But what is wrong with everybody? It's such a a, a thought fallacy, right? Because mm-hmm. I think when you get into these higher echelon spots in leadership, you think I gotta I gotta come in and drop the hammer, right? Like I'll tell you what, man, if you are a senior leader in any organization, I don't give a shit what it is, mm-hmm. and Everyone at the site you're going to visit is going, oh, shit, they're coming. Right. You are already fucked up. Yeah. You are already fucking wrong. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's absolutely true. I mean, you know, it's like my grandmother used to say, you catch more flies with honey. And the thing, it's like, what does it hurt to start out with the honey or speaking cookie? Or, I, you know, you you typically get much further in what you actually want when you start with some kindness, with some thoughtfulness, <laughs> you know? I just came up with a weird analogy. What's that? And if Mitch were here, he'd be so excited. 
So <laughs> I'll tell him. <laughs> um, so two badasses, right? Mm-hmm. Darth Vader, right? And one of the baddest Jedi ever, mm-hmm. Yoda. Yeah. No Speaking one ever saw language. Yoda walk into the room and go, "Oh shit." Right. Yoda's here. Right. Everyone tighten up. Get right. your shit together. It's right. Yoda. Everybody leaned in and said, oh, what's he going to tell us? But just hearing that Vader was on his way to the Death Star, like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> Someone's getting air choked. Right. <laughs> right. Who's, who's going to die this time? And, and, you know, if you look at the results, like, yeah. one worked better than the other, mm-hmm. right? There That's were not true. a lot of defectors on the Jedi side right, of the house. Right, not because Yoda did anything. <laughs> and so, but that's a good example. Like, mm-hmm, what, they were both leaders. Right. But one of them commanded loyalty, mm-hmm. and the other commanded fear. Yes. And there's a massive difference. And I'm not saying there's not a time and place for both. Right. Sometimes you need to give, you know, a little attention <laughs> right. getter. Right. Sometimes you bring the M4 of leadership, right. and that's okay. Right. But then you got to be ready to hand a cookie after that, dude. Yes. Because... Just like when I would barge into someone's house at 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I, my ass was back there at 7. Right. Dapping and hugging with everybody who was left because I still have to make relationships with these people. I right. still have to make this better. We still have to work together. Right. And if I'm just the dickhead who's kicking open doors at 2 o'clock in the morning, ballistic breaching someone's gate, right. that's not good, dude. Right. Right. That's not the impression I want to leave with everybody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I mean, you know, you, you can take that right back into your own home. And if I tell one of our kids to clean their room and I walk in and it's not done, I have the right to, to be really mad right. and to, you know, maybe raise a little hell. But is that really going to work? Is right. that really going to get me closer to the end state for what I want and for what they need to do? Because where's the learning point? Right. It's, the only learning point is I get yelled at. Right. And and that's not what you're really trying to no. teach your children. You're trying to teach them that it's you need to take care of your things. You It is healthier for you to live in a clutter-free area is you know you want to bring up one more example do i want to bring up one more yeah let's get real on something okay let's get real sometimes yes we both bring in fours we do and it never (laughs) works out well. no it doesn't it never works out well Mm -mm. it doesn't matter so that's the other thing we talked about it in previous episodes but there is a lot of like i have no other way to say it right now besides check your fucking ego yeah like put your feelings away for a minute yeah just stop just quit. Right. Because what what is the outcome you want? Right. And is this getting you closer to it? Right. The M4 is probably not always the best tool. And I think and this that, is from someone who adores that weapon system. Right. Right. But I think when you're talking in like a, you know, in a spouse relationship where you both show up with an M4 because, you know, somebody's feelings were hurt or there was some, you know, some trust was broken or, or whatever it is right. that you you both show up ready to defend yourself and, you know, spray and pray you know but but really the object of whatever the argument is is to kind of get to the bottom of what the truth of whatever the issue is why it happened do we have you know regret is there apology is there you know is there a change that needs to be made whatever you're fight you're really fighting for the same thing in a lot of cases you just have to be able to holster your weapon exactly. long enough to hear the other person. And when you know the other person, you should know the other person. Right. And you should be able to go, this is not, you know, if they still have their M4 out, this is not Don't what they're really out. trying to right. say. Right. And how can I better the situation and move us along in getting to the bottom of it? Right. And then, you know, the other thing is, and I, I will leave it, my last point will be this, and it'll take us back to the top, mm-hmm. is that's why cookies are the M4 of peace, okay? Right. I can tell you that 
it's an effective tool to use in an environment where a solid percentage of the population is trying to kill you or at least planning to do it later. Right. But no one's trying to do that in your life. No one's trying to do that. That works with you at your job plate, your job site. No one's trying to do that to you in your home. Right. No one's trying to do that to you that you meet at the gas station. Right. Right. I would say 99% of the people that you met today or had any kind of encounter with we're not going, you know what, I'm going to go home and I'm going to make a passive IR IUD. I'm going to put it at the end of their driveway. Right. Like, they're not thinking about that. <laughs> no, no. So you don't need to carry your M4 around all the time. Right, exactly. Like, you know me. Yeah. I am quite capable when it comes to delivering violence. Yes. It's been a long time getting good at it. I'm probably the most chill motherfucker in any room yes. I'm ever in. Yes, and you're typically the most kind to anyone, you know, any... Anyone in a restaurant, anyone at the gas station, anyone at the grocery store. I mean, you have friends at all the places Every that place we, we go. that we frequent. They're like, there's the guy. Right. What's up, and, Travis? And they all say hi to you, and because of that, they all say hi to me. I mean, it's and if there's something that you want that's not on the menu or not on the store, you know, on the floor right. at the store or what, you know, people are willing to do things for you and go look for things. And man, a gas you know? station that I go to one <laughs> night, your car wouldn't start. Yeah. And the manager was like, I got you, Jesse. Right. And you're like, what? And he's right. like, um, I know Travis. It's cool. <laughs> right. He jumped your car for yeah. you. Yeah. Like moved his BMW around and yeah. jumped your car. Exactly. I mean, and that's, I think that's, that's the real thing is, you know, when, when you serve cookies, you get cookies. Right. <laughs> Who it's doesn't true. want more cookies? And I think the only other point that I would, I would kind of bring into this is, you know, the world is so social media right now too. Right. And so... When you're on your social media, when you're speaking to masses of people at once, whether it's because you have a business or you just enjoy posting or right. or whatever it is, try serving up some cookies there too. Trust it. It doesn't always have to be stirring up some tornado of chaos, you like, know? Like everyone on Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> and And not that there isn't a place for banter or, you know, conversation. Right, but are you bringing value? Right. What is what is the value? You know that just just stirring it up to sit back and watch it happen. Right. I'm outraged, so I'm going to make everyone else outraged. Right. That is not a particularly kind thing no. to do to the world. We don't need any more of that. So and, you know, serve cookies everywhere you go. To to make that really hit home for some people because oh that sounds great and in theory, but does it work in practice? Yeah, it does because there were times where we lost some people yeah. outside the wire, and we were like, we're going to go kill everyone. But right. we're like, no, we're not. We right. can't do that because that's not going to get us anywhere. Right. And so your friends died and you can go back out and not just arbitrarily shoot people. You can sit there on the computer without stirring up shit just because you're pissed off about something. Exactly. It's, it's easy. Exactly. It's, and it's the absence of doing something. Right. Just don't. Right. Or deciding that you're going to go after someone else who has posted something that right. you feel offended by. Right. It, you're, you're not the police. Of no, the internet, you're, you're not, not the police of the, you know, of the gas station. You're not the police of the the drive-through line. You're not <laughs> right. You're not. Right. <laughs> Check your outrage, sweetheart. Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. Yep, I said. And hey, serve yourself a cookie every now and then too. Say something nice to yourself in the mirror. <laughs> I like that advice. I have an Alice complex about that. You know, we've talked about that. If you missed the Alice complex episode, go back. And yeah. Check that one out. Yeah. But, uh, it's good. Anyway, anything else to add? No, I think that'll do it. All right, serve some cookies. Yep. And and just, you know, you, if you need the M4, you know where it's at. That's right. Use it when you need to. All right, hope you guys enjoy <laughs> it, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.